Welcome to the Wiretap, Episode Two. I'm Phil Romo. Yeah, that's your cue, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Chad Costello. See, we're just learning here. <laughs> so, um, welcome back. We're sitting here in Burbank, California, ready to talk to you. And, and you know, we just <clears throat> listened to the first episode, and. Uh, I thought it was cringeworthy. <laughs> well, it wasn't bad. It was just... It wasn't bad. It was all over the place. We, we got really excited. We were really excited, and I think we were a little bit nervous. And uh, I, I, the first time listening through after Sam gave me back the raw audio, listening to like my little diatribe on the history of the media, I felt abject terror. And... That did you feel like terror listening to your own voice? No, I didn't. I didn't feel that way. I mean, I don't like my voice anyway. But um, I, don't I don't think like anybody listening does. to my voice. Yeah, but um, no. What made me cringe is when we were listening to the podcast, and it was like, oh, well, wait a minute. Why did I take a left turn here? Why did I take a right turn there? It would have been better to stay on point. And um, and I think most of the uh, criticism or constructive criticism that we got was standpoint, have focus, don't be all over the place. Yeah, there were a lot of thoughts I had that I just swallowed. Like mm -hmm. I didn't complete my entire sentence and I just jumped from one line of thinking to another. And thank you for being patient with us because we're here learning, we're, we're, try we're trying this out, you know, and uh, my buddy Nathan Vasquez and I, I actually, I think I have memories of him from high school, but we were friends in junior high. He gave me a thorough review. So thank you, Nathan, of, of everything. And basically that was the main thing. It's good, but stay on point and don't go all over the place so people can follow your line of thinking. And I think that was the general consensus. I mean, uh, my girlfriend felt the same way. And, uh, you know, a couple of other people. But we listened to it before we got the criticism back. And both of us were like, okay, we were all over the place. Yeah. So now we've kind of honed in on what we want to talk about. Uh, it's not all over the place. If it does, uh, we go off on a tangent. You know, again, excuse us. We'll, we'll continue to clean it up and continue to uh, build. Yeah. And we promise to not just sit back on this and say, oh, well, it's good enough. You know, I'm doing this because I want to learn. And, you know, a, you know, a criticism might be like, who are you to have a political socio podcast? You're not qualified. And my entire life has been being unqualified for something that I'm engaging in and learning on the way there. I was not qualified to teach music or teach piano in 2002 when I started and I learned on the way there. So, I'm learning. I'm, we're we're going to we're going to keep keep this going. And yeah, and feedback mm -hmm. is always welcome. Yeah, exactly. All feedback. You know what? If if you give me feedback just like my buddy Nathan, um I'll I'll give you a shout out and say thank you because uh, we're all in this together, and I, I, we really appreciate all that feedback. Unless it's really bad, and then we'll tell you. To and then, it. and but don't put it on the iTunes review, man. That's just not cool. <laughs> like, tell me, like, if you're listening, you probably know me. Maybe yeah. you don't, but so just tell me, hey, Phil, you know what? You, you, you go on these tangents, like maybe I'm doing right now. Just, just shut up. Um, I think we should do a little bit of housekeeping. And some and pick up on some points from the last episode. So we started out talking about the Berkeley protests. Mm -hmm. And of course, we just got the news right when when that broke. And so from our vantage point, we saw, well, OK, the protesters started rioting. Well, that turned out not to be the case. And this is uh, uh, from not fully. I would say we don't. We don't know 100%, but we do know that there was a bunch of people who came in that didn't look like Berkeley protesters. Yeah. That were dressed in all black, that brought two And the by source, fours. because we're going to start citing sources, yeah. is CNN on this? And yeah, CNN, a couple other uh, places I've, I've seen it too. But there's video of them coming in with two by fours, and I saw they were all dressed in black, black mm -hmm. scarves over their face, sunglasses, and they tore into ATM machines or they busted the ATM machines. I saw a guy yelling Trump. 
uh, and he got hit in the face with a bike lock. This was all on video, and you can yeah. probably find it. If you go to the Berkeley newspaper, yeah, they'll show video of that, and then uh, all these people have been accusing the Berkeley students, uh, but they did show a video of the Berkeley students actually picking up the trash. Yeah, and prior, yeah, and prior to that, and, and I got to say this, because I have a student that goes to Berkeley, and she'll be real pissed at me if, if I lump her in with the rioters. So we do not equate protesting with rioting. That's not the same thing. The, the protesters beforehand were peaceful. They were just making, they they're doing what we were talking about, you know, peacefully protesting, is when the rioters came in and... You know, I heard this rumor that it might have been Breitbart that paid them. I don't know if I believe that at all, but it's uh, it's kind of sad because, like you said, you, we, like we said, we, you have to be impeccable when you when you're when you're doing these. And I just want to point out one thing because uh, I'm going to get a lot of people like listening to this, and they're on both sides of the aisle. Um, but Chad sa- said something, and I, I, I want to give you the chance to clarify that. Like, there are too many Republicans in California. I stand by that. <laughs> you stand by that? <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Go to Arizona. Get out of my state. <laughs> we don't want you here, Republicans. No. Um, but I, think I know I said what you meant. Republican uh, senators, and, and uh, yeah, and, sh- that's and, not even freaking right. Um, <laughs> Republican uh, city council and, and school board. And, that kind of thing in, yeah, our, in and, our local government. I mean, with all the liberals and, 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 and people I, we have, we shouldn't have that. And I, I, st- I stand by that. Um, there are, there's not many of them apparently, but there's some ethical Republicans out there. No, that I get along. People. Look, uh, my family is different. They're not good Republicans. <laughs> they're Trump supporters. They're, uh. Uh, they're, you know, and that's not a bad thing. Some people want to be Trump supporters, and that's okay. But, I mean, they are going to be... That's one way to live your life. One, one thing I think is when he... If his approval rating goes down to 15%, they're going to be part of the 15%. <laughs> they're, they're, they're in there. And, yeah. And the, then when the, it gets down to 2%, they're going to be right there saying, give him like, a chance. He's a good like dude. After, yeah, after he's done something disastrous and hurt a lot of people. It's like, well, it was a misunderstanding. Yeah, and, those Republicans, uh, thanks. But, uh, yeah, there's Arizona's calling for you. So yeah. Arizona, yeah. they're your problem. Yeah. So I, I actually wanted to pick up this uh, from, from now that we've done the housekeeping here. We uh, pissed off some people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's what's going to come with the territory, man. We just got to live with that. Um, you sent me a video of Sam Harris on Bill Maher. Okay. Last when week. you and said video, I was worried for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he sends me all kinds of videos. But to stay on topic. Oops. <laughs> Oops. And, and Sam Harris, God, he's sexy. I'm just kidding. Um, Sam Harris on Bill Maher. And he says this thing, and I, I, I was mad. I was mad not at Sam Harris because I, I really highly respect Sam Harris, actually. But... He said something because I thought of it first and I didn't say it on this forum before he did. But Sam Harris said that Donald Trump is like Chauncey Gardner's evil twin. And like half the audience laughed. And I was like, damn it, I thought of that way before. So let, let, let me ask you, Chad, Chauncey Gardner, does that mean anything to you? No, when he said, I thought he was talking about Chauncey Billups from okay. the the Pistons. But so, so what he's talking about is this movie from 1979 starring Peter Sellers called Being There, and it's a really good movie. It's actually, I, w- I would say, when I was younger, one of my one of my favorites because it was it's basically it's Forrest Gump before Forrest Gump, and the story is of this guy named Chance the Gardener. That's his name because he doesn't even know his name. He's a very simple man who worked with for this old man. And he was the old man was probably his father, but he didn't really have any family. So he was just a gardener for this old man. And when the old man died, he was kind of left out in the world on its own. And he all the information that Chance the Gardener had was from television. He would just watch television. That's not to be confused with Chance the Rapper. No. Okay. And so Chance the Gardener is just looking at TV one day in D.C. because he's out on his own. You know, he's dressed in the old man's clothes. And through a set of circumstances, he meets these very prestigious people. And he speaks very simply. 
and he's very benevolent. And for some reason, because he's so gentlemanly and simple, he gets up the political ladder eventually to the White House. And it's when he says that, it's it's like that's the perfect analogy because I thought of that months ago. See, Donald Trump just watches TV. He gets all this information, but he uses he's not a gentleman. He's nefarious and he cons people. He's he doesn't have that innocence approach. But I was just and I I just saw that, you know, you think of something that's like, oh, that's a great idea, because I always wanted to talk about how how what we're experiencing right now is like that movie being there where how does this person get from that position in life all the way up there? And the movie displays it in these channels where people take this guy at his good word. And but, you know, in in this situation, it's like the opposite side. It's like the bizarro world of being there. So if you haven't seen that movie, check it out. It's interesting. It's an interesting study in in, in psychology. Anyways, it's uh, uh, Peter Sellers won a Golden Globe for it. Did he? Yeah. Oh, you're looking that up? I am right now. Yeah. um, I highly respect him. Everybody knows him from Pink Panther, and they think he's just a comedic actor, but he's he's legit, man. He's really good. So you had some stuff you wanted to talk about, too, right? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Why don't you fill everybody in what happened last night when they went to hold the floor? Yeah. And uh, so it's February 8th. And we you should start with the date. And um, Elizabeth Warren was kicked off the Senate floor by Mitch McConnell, which is a favor to her. <laughs> it, it, it's it's saying, please nominate this person in the 2020 election, whereas he could have just ignored it and just let things go. It really uh, changed the situation. So let's see. I got my Washington Post. Uh, article up here. McConnell gives Warren's 2020 presidential campaign an in-kind contribution. So if you, if you, and the filibuster, which was totally abused by the Republican Party in the Obama administration, well, this is their comeuppance. It's, it's, it's Elizabeth Warren saying a Loretta Scott King speech, right, Chad? Uh, yeah. Coretta Scott King Coretta Scott wrote, King. yeah, Coretta Scott King uh, is, uh, she wrote a letter during Jeff Sessions, um, I think it was during the Reagan administration mm-hmm. when they were going to put him as attorney general and she wrote this 10 page letter. The letter that everybody's getting right now is not the, um, the, the, the whole letter. So she decided to read it uh, yesterday to prove a point and uh, during that, Mitch McConnell cited Title 19 and or Rule 19, and you can look this up. They have a great article about it on The Atlantic. And uh, if you look at the history of Title 19 or Rule 19, uh, it's not been used a lot. Uh, Ted Cruz and many other, I'm not just singling out Republicans, but Democrats as well, have been on the floor and said much worse than Elizabeth Warren reading uh, Coretta Scott King's letter. But uh, the reason it was created, I'm going to briefly go over this with you guys, but uh, it was created because um, in February of 1902, the Senate was debating a treaty to annex the Philippines when Senator Benjamin Pick. Pitchfork Ben Tillman became infuriated that his fellow South Carolina Democrat, a one-time close friend, John McLaurin, had switched his position to join the Republicans in supporting the accord. So, a bully, I say. Yeah, they got into a I'm huge have fight. Handlebar mustache. I'm yeah, not, yeah I'm they got into a huge fight, and uh, they ended up getting into uh, you know. Uh, punches they started throwing punches at each other so that was the reason why which i wish would happen with our senate because i think they could use more activity don't you think they're all so old though i mean one guy mitch mcconnell gets punched in the face i know he just crumbles he looks like he's like your fist would just kind of like sink into his cheek yeah yeah like putty yeah he uh so if and i would love to hear the uh argument uh siding with mitch Mitch McConnell and and the Republicans, but I think punching somebody in the face uh, is completely different than Elizabeth Warren standing up there reading Coretta Scott King's uh, letter about Jeff Sessions 
to the Senate. And so we talk about the regressive left and uh, the the left not allowing free speech that doesn't agree with them. And so this is a perfect example of how that works on the other side. You know, they they just kind of shush her up. And she had a Facebook live video of her reading it outside and got like five million views on the Washington. I saw that on the Washington Post. So, you know, they're doing themselves no favors. I mean, this is a terrible, terrible Congress right now. Well, and here, here's the thing that, that doesn't look good for them is uh, you're going to do that, number one, against Elizabeth Warren, who happens to be female, and then you're going to do it uh, when she's reading Coretta Scott King's letter about Jeff Sessions during Black History Month. Probably not a good idea. That's no. two strikes. And number three, Bernie Sanders and a couple other senators wrote it, and they... Uh, a Reddit, and they they didn't get stopped at all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they're not doing themselves any favors. This is this is looking really bad. And so we'll get to Jeff Sessions, but we're gonna the main topic of today is going to be basically the cabinet draining yeah. the swamp. And I would say that that's not happened yet. But think about this: if you're a career politician, right, and you have a future that's longer than four years, eight years. I mean, these people are, are, are in Washington for the long haul. Are you really that enthusiastic in getting into an administration that you know is going to be a disaster? Let, let, let's say that you win the boat building contest, but your boat still sucks. And you're like, hey, everybody, I'm going to sail the Atlantic and see the ship. It has a bunch of holes in it. And it's gonna, it, 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 we're gonna figure it out on the way, but uh, it's and, and, and it looks all messed up. But help, get on board and sail the Atlantic with me. What kind of people are you gonna get to board that ship? Are you gonna get the best crew? No, you're gonna get some people that are in it for short term, or people that are just in from nepotism, right? And so the, and when Trump said, "I'm gonna get the best people." That vagueness, you know he had no idea, especially based on the current cabinet. So there's so many people that we can analyze, but we got two in particular, and we kind of divvied up the work. Uh, We want to take it, because we were talking about Jeff Sessions right now. Let's dissect that. Chad. Okay. (laughs) So um, so we're going to talk about Jeff Sessions right now. I think the first thing we have to do is, is describe what an attorney general does. Yeah. And it holds the power of the attorney in representing a government in all legal matters. So the eternal attorney general is nominated by the president and confirmed by the Senate, which he was today. Uh, there is no designated term for the attorney general. Rather, the president can remove him uh, from office at any time. Uh, additionally, the attorney general can be impeached and tried by Congress if, de- if deemed necessary. That's not going to happen uh, when you know you have uh, Jeff Sessions in a Republican Congress. Um, so, uh, so I, I was going to come in here and give you my thoughts, um, and instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a couple of subjects or topics. Sure. I'm going to. I'm going. You could say yes or no. And at that point, I'll let you know what he's voted on. And then the viewer, you know, they could listen as well. But and the viewer will just be staring at a screen. So the listener yes. can also participate as well. The, yeah. And if you are a viewer <laughs> and just staring at the screen, <laughs> that's not a It's good a great thing. logo. Thanks, yeah. Jasmine. Um, I, found this, um, I found this topic. If you want to go and you can find out more of uh, who's voted for what and what the, where they stand, uh, it's called ontheissues.org. Great. And um, I just Writing found it on, yeah, on the issues.org. So uh, you want to hear about his voting on uh, abortion? Yes. Okay. So he voted yes on defining unborn child as eligible for SCHIP. So um, we're going to find out what that is. Uh, Mr. Engineer uh, Frederick Douglass, can you uh, <laughs> do us a huge favor? And um, can you find out what SCHIP is as we're going forward? Um, 
Now, the next thing you voted on, yes, on prohibiting minors from crossing state lines for abortion. Okay, so you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to. If it's uh, outlawed in one state, you're going to end up going to jail. So you're corralling them so that they can't get around that little rule. Right. Um, Voted no on expanding research to more embryonic stem cell lines. So we're not going to save people with science because, you know, stem cells belong to babies. And okay, so I get the impression that he's not a big fan of abortion. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, Voted no on $100 million to reduce teen pregnancy by education and contraceptives. Oh, right. So because praying away the sex is better. So he's you can't say it's pro-life. He's pro birth. But after you're born, you're on your own. He has uh, he's rated 100 percent by the NRLC indicating pro-life stance. Okay. so um, I'm going to give you a couple more budget economy, civil rights. Uh, corporations. How about civil rights? Okay. Um, banning the Pledge of Allegiance is unconstitutional, unconst- is mm. what he's on record saying. He voted no for reauthorizing the Violence Against Women Act in February of 2013. Okay. So who are you protecting? Wife beaters? Mm. Well, he voted no on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. So, yeah. So he voted no. no that he means... He doesn't support the Violence Against Women Act, meaning, uh, I, and I don't know the specifics of it, and we'll, mm. we can look it up and find yeah, out, yeah. but obviously he doesn't support that. Um, voting yes on loosening restrictions on cell phone wiretapping. Okay. Yeah. So thanks voted, for the shout out, Jeff. Sessions. Yeah. <laughs> voted no on expanding hate crimes to include sexual orientation. So, uh, you know, if you're so gay, or if, you're part of the, if you're part of the LGBT, community tq community mm-hmm. and uh you have a hate crime or you know you get attacked jeff sessions doesn't believe that should be under a hate crime um let's see uh he believes uh supports anti-flag uh desecration amendment voted yes on ending special funding for minority and women-owned businesses mm. So, so I get the, the impression that when you have Thanksgiving and you have your uncle from far away, you don't see him that often and all his rants, like he's the attorney general, right? He, uh, all, all those, you know, super right wing things. He, he's, he's like the, okay. And again, I'm, I'm trying to so call it down yeah, the middle. But you but, know what? You know what? Yeah. But you're just stating facts here. Beauregard <laughs> Sessions is like the racist, slimy judge in a movie that you see on a Saturday afternoon on, you know, Cinemax. Yeah. And so, and that's still calling, I think even people on the other side of the aisle will agree with you. Just like, for yeah, the he, record, Yeah, though, he's slimy, but he has yeah. a good heart. He, he believes no. in Jesus. Just just for the record, I've never seen a movie on Cinemax where there's a slimy... <laughs> You're usually <laughs> watching slimy things on Cinemax past 10 p.m. Um, go ahead, Confidentials. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> All right, so let's Subliminal see. Subliminal message <laughs> so, um, for softcore. All right, so uh, corporations uh, voting on corporations voting on crime. Uh, let's it, let's do uh, voting on crime because okay. I mean we're talking about laws here with the attorney general. All right, he voted no on reinstating a one point one five billion funding for the cops program. He voted no on the one point one five billion per year to continue the cops program. He voted 38. Uh, he's rated 38 percent by Cure, indicating mixed votes on rehabilitation, mm-hmm. facilitating uh, facilitate recovering crime victim restitution fees. Uh, rated 45 percent by the NAPO, indicating a police uh, police the police stance. Um, his 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 views on drugs is he hates marijuana. He hates all types of drugs. Um, he's not aggressive in that in that sense. Yeah. So and I think that's one of the big things that he's going to do. I mean, my prediction is that he's going to roll back all of the voting. Yeah, because it just got legalized in California. And so Jeff Sessions is going to do everything he can to make sure. So this affects us. I mean, I don't smoke. Yeah. But it affects people we know. Yeah, Yeah. no, absolutely. Um, One of the things we did do, California did do, though, is that we hired Eric Holder to be our um, he was the former attorney general. Yeah, yeah. And, and California hired him to fight legal battles against Jeff Sessions, which is brilliant. <laughs> We're going um, to war right you, now. You want to know where he stands on education? Yes. 
He voted no on an additional one uh, $10.2 billion for federal education. Uh, he voted no on $52 million for 21st century community learning centers. Um, so this guy's like stuck in the 50s is yeah. what it is. There's no progressive. And I'm not even talking about Bernie Sanders progressive. I'm talking about Ronald Reagan progressive. Yeah. He's, he's right so far behind. Yeah. Uh, he li- You know, he, he's just got a very uh, laid back uh, southern uh, view about, you know, where we should be mm-hmm. uh, again. And there are a lot of the people in his cabinet that are st- either really misinformed mm-hmm. Or, like some of the voters, they don't want to progress past 1950, uh, or they want to go back to 1950 and live then. Um, a couple of more things that he voted on. Voted no on uh, funding for student testing instead of private tutors. Voted no on spending $448 billion of tax cut on education and debt reduction. He voted yes on education savings accounts. Uh, he voted yes on school vouchers. Uh, rated 20% by the NEA, indicating anti-public education. Anti-public education. Yeah, which explains a lot. So him and, Deval- and DeVos yeah. are uh, two peas in a pod. Um, you want to see energy and oil, environment, family. And again, you guys can look this all up. Environment. Environment? Okay. Um, you could look this, we'll get to this. You guys could look this up on ontheissues.org. There's tons of information. Um he voted yes on protecting ocean, coastal, and Great Lakes ecosystem, which is surprising to okay, me. Okay, that's a, that's, a, that's a good. Um, yeah, voted no on $2 billion for cash for clunkers program. Uh, that, that We had that here. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, voted no on prohibiting eminent domain for use as parks or grazing land. Um, voted yes on confirming Gail Norton as Secretary of Interior. Uh, rated 5% by the LCV, indicating anti-environment votes. Mm-hmm. Rated 20% by the HSLF, indicating an anti-animal welfare, welfare. voting record. Animal um, welfare. Yeah. Those so, animals on welfare. Um, families and children, this is really <laughs> quick. Voted no on killing restrictions on violent videos to minors. Rated 100% by the Christian Coalition. Uh, for family and children values. So he's the super... I don't want to summate, su- summarize all this because we can read facts all day, but he's I, I basically... To go, a, there was one more thing I wanted to go over. Take it, man. Immigration, because that's really... Impop- that's really... Important. Um, yeah, important. Um, he... Uh, immig- uh, it's his fact check. Immigration bill requires 700-mile border fence, opposes amnesty first, finish fencing and enforcement first led the effort in the Senate to defeat amnesty bills, voted no on comprehensive immigration reform in 2007, yeah. voted yes on declaring English as the official language of the U.S. government, um, voted no on giving guest workers a path to citizenship, voted yes on visas for skilled workers, I voted yes on limit for welfare for immigrants, zero tolerance for border crossing via increased prosecution. Uh, that's uh, that's what he has on that jobs. So yeah, he he's the natural extension of Trump's policies on immigration. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, he. Um, so, yeah. not fun. No, um, it, it's 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 kind of scary. Uh, again, more information uh, you can look at it on the issues dot org. Uh, strongly opposes. Uh, uh, the state definition of marriage supersedes federal gay marriage. No one expanding hate crimes. We talked so about this that. So this guy would like to peel back everything that we accomplished the last few years for um, gay marriage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's stuff that, that affects a lot of people I know, a lot of people you know. Well, absolutely. And the other thing is he, he helped put that immigration bill together or the, the executive order together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just came out. So and that failed. Yeah. So it's basically well, that it's th- still th- in limbo as we speak right now. We're going to find out the 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 court of the uh, court of appeals is going to speak on it. I think tomorrow, and they're going to decide. Uh, but it's just so it's, you have every right to be afraid of Jeff Sessions. Yeah, and and Elizabeth Warren had every right to speak out against him. Mm-hmm. He had every right to be denied the opportunity for attorney general when Reagan was uh, president. This guy is very, very, very scary. That's my opinion. Now, I gave mm. you facts. Uh, you know, in you a, draw your own conclusions yeah, on that. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to move on to another interesting character. Um, 
Hillary Clinton's former position was Secretary of State. And as you probably know, that's the president's liaison to the rest of the world, to foreign heads of government. And that uh, position went oddly to this guy from Texas named Rex Tillerson. Now, prior to this, if you had no idea who he was, that's not unusual. He really wasn't on the list of people to, to get into that position. Right. How many times did Trump meet with Romney? Like five yeah, different times. Yeah, yeah. It took him to dinner. Yeah. Made him wave in front mm-hmm. of the cameras. And so you would figure that Romney would be his pick for Secretary of State, right? Because that's a very high position. Yeah. Again, my but, opinion is he made him. He just did that to make him grovel because of all the nasty things that Romney said over. So he dangled that carrot. Oh, his pettiness yeah. knows no bounds. Oh my gosh. His pettiness yeah. knows no bounds. But um, Rex Tillerson, and, and I'm going to state my sources: NPR, Fresh Air. The Intercept, and The Conservative Conscious, just in case you think I'm listening to the same people with David Horowitz. So here's a lowdown on Rex Tillerson. He's a former CEO of ExxonMobil. And this we'll get into, into his uh, positions on the environment pretty soon, but he's known Vladimir Putin for 15 years and has many financial dealings with him. This he freely admits to. And so if you're one of those, one of the people, and there's really good evidence to say that Donald Trump is in league with Vladimir Putin and the Russians, Rex Tillerson is your best evidence for that being true. You can deny all day and all night. Now, there's no connection between Donald Trump and Russia. There's no connection between that. But Rex Tillerson is such an odd left field choice. It's kind of obvious if you believe that Trump is in league with with Russia, Rex Tillerson is your best bet that that's probably true. He's in a very high position. Well, what happened is he, in 2011, uh, his company forged a deal with Russian oil company uh, Rosneft, Mm -hmm. which, uh, do you have this? No, I don't. Okay. Which at the time was 75% owned by the Russian government. You know, I, I read that. When you say Rosanoff, yeah. Yeah. The deal gave drill, Exxon, baby, drill. Right. The, the deal gave ExxonMobil access to Arctic oil deposits, and Putin attended the signing ceremony. In 2013, the two companies expanded their partnership. And that year, Tillerson received the Order of Friendship from Putin. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Keep going. Order yeah. of Friendship from Vladimir Putin. That means you're not getting poisoned that year. Mm-hmm. So the good news when you listen to him, um, and there's not a lot, but he's intelligent and unflappable. If you listen to his his hearings, he's on point. He has this big Texas drawl, and uh, he's kind of he's free from bluster, right? And so, but if he if he's a nefarious character, you're not exactly excited about that, are you? The bad news is he's not going to hold Putin accountable for his thuggish behavior. When they had the hearings, and these were you know guys like Marco Rubio grilling him, asking him to call Putin a war criminal for his crimes in Aleppo, and he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't say he's he's a war criminal, which, and, and it's pretty clear that he that Putin is a thug, especially when it comes to what's happening in Syria. But what are the chances he's going to support the Russian sanctions that were instilled by Obama? Not much. Well, he he went on record saying after the sanctions went down, when Russia annexed Crimea, uh, he had a board meeting and he said, we do not support sanctions generally because we do not find them to be effective unless they're very well implemented comprehensively. And that's a very hard thing to do is what he said in uh, the meeting after the sanctions went down. So the, the sanctions against Russia were for interfering in our election and at least putting a finger on the scale for, the, for Donald Trump. Now, you can deny it, but the CIA and the FBI both agree that that's pretty much what happened. So when you talk about draining the swamp, this guy is so corrupt. This guy has so many interests over in Russia and for, for, for drilling. And, and, and so ExxonMobil has every interest. You can say that, well, he was a former CEO. He's going to look out for them. And if you have environmental concerns, he's a big, he's big pro DAPL, the Dakota Access Pipeline, by the way. So his financial dealings will dictate his interests, not the environment. He's, he's interested in money 
Where's the money, Lebowski? His company, Exxon, denied climate change, and Rex Tillerson doesn't, but he's one of these fence sitters. He doesn't deny that the environment is changing, but he doesn't look like he's going to do anything about it. So if environment is your big issue, I don't think Rex Tillerson's your guy. I think he's going to make, he's, he's in it to make money. Is that money going to go toward us? Probably not. It's going to go into his pockets. It's probably going to Donald Trump's pocket. Well, you know, you mentioned the, the environment and the climate change issue. Mm-hmm. And there's a guy that you guys, everybody should look up. His name is Eric Schneid, Schneiderman. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's the one who oversaw the lawsuit against Trump University. But uh, he was one of the five attorneys that were investigating the company's climate change policies in 2016. So... Um, the, the the Sierra Club and Greenpeace have already uh, raised eyebrows about him being, uh, you know, Secretary of State. And uh, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting and very scary. Mm-hmm. And you would think someone with some political knowledge around the world and, get, you know, bringing them in uh, would be a lot better than, than Tillerson. I don't know what Tillerson brings to the table. He's a big than, unknown. Yeah. We can say that based on his past with Exxon with drilling and his ties to Russia, that's probably going to be pro-Russian, is probably going to be pro-drilling, pro-oil acquisition, and it's probably going to benefit Trump greatly in his personal business dealings. We don't know because Trump won't release his taxes. Right, and Chaffetz came out today on CNN. I heard him and they they pressed him and they said, uh, are you going to subpoena Trump's tax returns? You can do that. And his answer was, that is abuse of power. I can't do that. And then they said, well, what about, uh, you know, when you went through Benghazi and you had 10 different hearings on Benghazi and spent taxpayers' money? He said, well, that's different. That involved five lives, and this didn't. And this is his tax returns. And if I have to get his tax returns, what happens if I have to, you know, open that door mm-hmm. and... You know, we find out that, uh, you know, oh, I want to look at uh, John McCain's taxes. I, that was his excuse. Chaffetz. Yeah. But if you look at Chaffetz's record, he is there in the Senate or the Congress. I don't know. Uh, Chaffetz is Congress there. Congress is part of Senate. Yeah, well. There's two houses. Yeah. He's, I think he's Congressman uh, mm-hmm. Chaffetz. But sorry, guys. I'll find that out. But, uh, you know, he's basically, if you look at his record, it's it's very heavily favored towards the Republicans and going after the Democrats. So, so yeah. uh, you're not going to see his tax returns. So, you know, ever. getting back to, to Tillerson, um, you figure that, well, okay, so the left doesn't like him. What, what do the right-wingers think? And so when I was listening to David Hurwitz and the conservative conscious, I was looking to see a different view. And he's a disaster if you were one of those people that voted for Trump because you needed to burn these things down that were pre-established. He's an absolute disaster. He's a money man. He's and he's probably going to be business as usual because you don't know where he stands in a lot of these issues. So if you voted Trump to drain the swamp, to make sure that things completely change, you got gypped, you got conned and it's, it's becoming abundantly clear with with these cabinet positions. Well, I think I these think are two very important people, Jeff Sessions and Rex Tillerson. Right. They're but high up on. If you're talking to Republicans that are um, like my family, for example, mm-hmm. it's not going to he could tweet about stuff. He could he could fill his cabinet with billionaires. He can, uh, you know, call people out. He can invade uh, or, or go, go after um, the leader of Al Qaeda in Yemen and mess that whole thing up. He, he do can all do of those no things. wrong. Yeah. Until it starts to affect them. And it's till it starts to affect their paychecks and their their livelihood, then then it will start to 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 matter. But that is a long way away. And I know people are talking about impeachment. We just got to impeach him. We got to get him out of the office. But he's at I think he's at forty five percent right now, or forty eight disapproval rating. Or you know, I think that's where he's at. Until if you look at Nixon, Nixon wasn't down until twenty percent. Mm-hmm. So until he gets down to about twenty percent, uh, we're going to have to stick with him. 
and mm-hmm. they they have a good they have a good enough group to stay above water. Now, when you, when you talk about it's not going to affect you until you're not going to care until it affects you. I was down yesterday for two reasons, um, and the first was because you know I've I've been upset in general ever since the election, but it didn't hit home until they nominated Betsy DeVos for Secretary of Education. And when you say when it hits home, and that's my kid. I got I got a, I got a kid who's in preschool right now. Mm-hmm. And you want and, him to go through the public school system. Yeah. yeah. We were looking at the public school system and a lot of the people I know are public school teachers. Right. Lot, I'd say half my friends. Mm-hmm. And the visceral like have you people no decency have you no class at all these are children these are the future of the children you're gonna put this person who's paid so much money who bought her way into this and barely made it you the people that voted her in are unprincipled and that's being kind that worse their shills they've been bought well, and it's that, and it, it's party over country. It, it doesn't have anything to do with, uh, it has nothing to do with the future of, of public education and, and uh, you know, uh, you know, privatizing schools. It, it has everything to do with the fact that we're Republicans. We're going to stand united no matter what garbage they put on the, uh, you know, in his cabinet, and we're just going to, you know, push our agenda through. And then after we push everything we want through, maybe at that point we might start standing up against him. Uh, they're afraid to stand up against them because they're afraid to be called out. If you don't support me, you're going to get the stick. So they're spineless, for one, unprincipled for another. And have you? I'm just saying, have you no decency? Well, see, These are children. These are, this is my kid that's going to be affected down the pipeline because in four years, he's still going to be in school. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, I don't know how much they are afraid of him as they are using him because of his uh, stupidity. They should have never made it had it not been for Trump. Yeah. But the thing is, is all of those people, they don't care about public schools. I don't think any of them put They don't care about the the people. Do you think any of their kids go to public schools? No. No, they go to private schools, I'm I'm sure. Uh, And, you know, there are people that will say, you know, that, that they're afraid of him. I, I think that they're smart enough to know we can use this idiot in the White House. He's a useful idiot. Yeah, and we are going to push our agenda. Paul Ryan hasn't spoken out against him, and he's letting him bloviate and tweet and all of those things because he uh, he wants to get stuff passed through. And mm-hmm. I think I think once they achieve their main goals of passing stuff through then you might see some more people coming out and speaking out against it's the reign him. of the mad king man yeah so again it's you know four years uh you know two years hopefully we make some changes uh i don't know if that's and we're not too out soon. of the woods once he gets impeached i'm saying well, if once he, if he gets impeached. i say once yeah i think republicans hate him i think they're gonna they're gonna impeach him uh, on principle alone but we still have mike pence and they like pence so this is going to be this is going to be tough. That's why I'm doing this because it wasn't it wasn't physically like it, 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 it didn't leave a taste in my mouth until yesterday. You know, I could rise above it and say, hey, we're on this island of um, of freedom here in California. You know, we, we have the, these ideals and we'll be protected. But damn it, you can't get anything right. So this is more I mean, I would like to maybe go beyond just making fun of the guy's hair. He is a disaster for this nation. And we're we're in the middle of it right now. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I don't care if I'm not qualified. I don't care if I don't have the experience. This is my forum. This is my way to get something done because I'm done ranting on Facebook. I'm done being frustrated. And I'm sure you're sick of it too. Amen. <laughs> I think, um, uh, you know, and we're, we're almost out of time, but I wanted to. Um, well, now we get to the second reason I was bummed yesterday, Chad. Well, hold on. Before we go any further, um, I wanted, I, you know, uh, Phil described a lot of people uh, the way he is feeling. 
uh, you see that everywhere. People are very frustrated and they're very angry. And the, the things, the thing that concerns me is that yes, we're marching and yes, we're using our voice and yes, every time, uh, something happens, we, we come together and we work on, on something that's, that's great. You know, reading Coretta Scott King's letter, uh, or sending it via fax to McConnell's office. Those are things that I've seen. But the other problem is, is that we have uh, people out there that still feel necessary to tweet back to Donald Trump. And we have people that find it necessary to panic about certain things when these small news organizations on your Facebook page are doing it as clickbait, whether it's for the right or whether it's for the left. And we can't lose focus. And we're, I think everybody is losing focus right now. And, you know, marching for immigration and, uh, you know, that's fantastic. Uh, speaking up and doing the Women's March was awesome. Uh, you know, writing letters, calling your senators and your congressmen and letting them know how you feel. Fantastic. The big picture that we're missing right now is that uh, we lost the election. There are a few reasons, but the the reason we why we lost is because blue collar workers did not vote for Hillary, yeah. and the majority of white women did not vote for Hillary. And it, we didn't lose the election because of immigrants. We lost it because of the Rust Belt, and we lost it because we weren't able to reach out and speak to them. And uh, I've seen, I've heard both sides of the coin. And they've all, you know, some sides, you know, some people will say we need to reach out to them. We need to talk to them. And other people are saying they don't want to change. They don't want to. It has to hurt. What? Well, has, their decision has to hurt. And it's going to hurt them. Well, we'll see. I mean, the, the thing is, is it won't, it won't affect them until it affects them. And if it does. But we need to start reaching out to those blue collar workers. We need to find out why, why you voted for Trump instead of Hillary. What happened to the Democratic Party being the, Democrat, uh, the party of the people? That's a, that's a whole episode, man. Yeah. We can talk, we can unpack about what, how effective the hit job was. Yeah, so those are, those are things that I'm concerned about. So when you're, when you're, when you're tweeting and you're texting and, and you're uh, putting stuff on Facebook and you're panicked about these messages and then the right's fighting you, you know, on these message boards and you're, you're getting riled up, don't lose focus and, and remember, you know, we need to focus on blue collar. We need to focus on majority of white women. We need to figure out why they voted for Trump and, you know, I'd love for you to share your opinions on Facebook and give us your ideas yeah. as to So the page know, is up. I, I put it up today. Um, I added all my friends and hopefully that community grows. But, yeah, that's going to be your direct line to us. If So we have a very simple call to action now. If uh, you like what you, you hear, share it. If you think somebody could benefit from it, share it. Go ahead and 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 let people know that there's somebody out there, and if it speaks to you, you know this is just one of the many outlets you can engage in. Um, we're here. I'll I'll respond to your messages directly, and uh, Chad will be the admin of the page. Well, so the second reason I was upset yesterday is that my friend Chad has just bitten off a big piece of meat in his life. Isn't yeah. that true? I'll, I'll, why don't you fill everybody in? Well, I, uh, you know, we had talked about putting this podcast together for a really long time. And in between then and now, uh, you know, life happens and there are different plans that are made. And uh, there are some things that uh, I got, uh, you know, involved with, uh, you know, and uh, it's... Uh, when I say involved with, I'm thinking that it looks, it sounds illegal. It sounds like I'm going to jail. No, um, I'm actually uh, signed up. Uh, I have, uh, my workload is uh, overloaded. I have school uh, coming up. 
And so, you know, Phil and I had this conversation last night. He's backing out. Yeah, for, for now. But that, you know, I'm not backing out completely. And Phil and I always talk on the it's, phone. It's like a nightclub grand opening, then grand closing. It's our pop-up podcast <laughs> is what it is. Um, no, no the, if Phil's continuing with it, I'm going to help, uh, you know, with, with ever, whatever I can for now. Chad will be active behind the scenes, but he's working on improving his life. Yeah. And I, I can only be bitter about it or upset about it to the extent of selfishness but he's my brother he's gonna work on getting his stuff together so he comes back stronger and you will be in here and there right yeah no absolutely i'll come in and it's just right now things are a little bit chaotic so i just need to kind of you know situate my stuff and then at that point, uh, I'll, I'll be back. But in the meantime, Phil's going to have other guests. He's got a, a really good dude lined up next week that's awesome. And uh, you guys are going to like him a lot. Uh, he's, he's a really and, smart and dude. And listen, I, I'm reaching out to you, the listener, if you're, if you're hearing this. Um, if you're interested in coming on and let's chat about whatever you want to chat about, uh, the door is open. Come on up and let's discuss. If you're interested in actually taking in the vacant seat across from me, go ahead. But in any case, Just whatever. Just it's temporary. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're, yeah. We'll see how good they do. <laughs> you, might, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you might be like, hey, can I get my old job back? Yeah. No. Basically, Chad's getting fired. Yeah, that's you're it. Fired. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, Trump. Uh, I'm soldiering on. This is going to be something that I'm engaged in. I'm passionate about it. I'm on fire about it. I'm going to learn. I'm going to get better. Just like anything else, I'm going to adapt to it. So uh, we're going to keep soldiering on. We're going to keep talking about these issues. We're going to keep making this an outlet for you, for for the listener. Um, let us know what you thought about this episode. Yeah, feedback, um, feedback. Feedback. And I will give you a shout out with my little podium here. And uh, thanks for listening. Until next week. Oh, by the way, um, we're going to try to shoot for releases every Wednesday. So... A uh, week out from today, we just released the podcast. We put it pretty much went public today. Um, we're getting really good feedback from it. Uh, we we will have s- three thousand subscribers. Three million. Oh, okay. Five billion subscribers. There's not that many people who listen to podcasts. Yeah. All right. Alternative facts here on the wiretap. <laughs> That's right. Till next time. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bowling Green Massacre. All right. The Wiretap is produced by Phil Romo and Chad Costello. Logo and artwork by Jasmine Michelle Designs. Recorded in Burbank, California.